mornings a week, we meet before breakfast for an early morning run. We spend most of our time planning and reflecting on what's happening in our classrooms. This has become our favorite professional development. So we figured, why not share these moments with you? Welcome to Math Before Breakfast. This is episode 83. I'm Tracy Prophet. I'm Ruth Urquiaga. And I'm Jay Prophet. And it's Friday today when we it are is. recording, and I think that is putting everyone in a good mood over here. Ruth, how you doing? I'm going to say it's a better mood. Good. <laughs> I don't know that we're classified as good, Yeah, but we're better. Good. The meter hasn't I, let reached me just good say, yet. I'm a little bit jealous of my college-age student whose college decided to send them home at Thanksgiving and not bring them back till after the school year. Mm. So I appreciate that I can be in school with students because I know that virtual teaching is hard, but I still have those like, it is almost Christmas and you are still in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Do you have two more weeks to teach before you're yes. out? Okay. Mm-hmm. We, um, the University of Lynchburg made that decision before the, before the um, semester even started. We shifted the whole semester so that they were done with finals before Thanksgiving. And we intended for them not to come back, but you know, for health reasons. And oh my goodness, it's hard to get get up and go to work when you know that eighty percent of campus <laughs> is at home sleeping today, and it's you know wah, the wah. skeleton crew that has to right yeah. still go work. So this is your encouragement that everyone we can push through That's right. a couple more weeks. Um, so today, you know, you've heard news you can use. Today is tools you can use. Um, I. I'm going to share, well, we, I guess we are going to share, hopefully. We're just going to say you. Okay. Because I am here for the encouragement. Okay, great. I told my colleague yesterday, I keep hearing Tracy in my ear saying, do a task when you start a new skill. And I'm like, oh, just get out your textbooks. Today's division. You know how to divide. Move the decimal (laughs) straight up. There, I taught decimal division. Oh, man. But yesterday, I... I wanted to, but I didn't. So we got out the base 10 blocks and the sanitizing spray. And we did model division problems with just blocks. You can't write it down. So like 135 divided by three. And I have to say that I was so surprised how many sixth graders had no idea how to show division. Yeah. Um, You know, the first one we did was 404 divided by 4. And I wanted, obviously, to see four groups of 101 on their desk. Oh, my. They were, like, making division signs with two Oof. units and a rod. <laughs> and even if they had the hun- four groups of 101 on their desk, they were still trying to figure out where to put the four. Hmm. Like, it... Yeah. So, anyways... Yesterday, in our 55-minute class, we modeled four division problems, Oof. one of which was 12 divided by two. <laughs> Rude. Wow. I would walk around and say, hmm, I see 24 divided by two on your desk. What do you think you could do to change it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, this was my favorite. I see 16 divided by two on your desk. Oh, well, I had 12. And I traded it for 12, and then I put two more in there. Well, tell me what division means. So. Wow. Yeah. Today is 
let's look at the relationship between yesterday's models and today's models if we change the value of the whole. Okay. Good. I, and I'm I did proud a tab. I did a little word problem. I let them write a word problem for 404 divided by 4, and we got $400 in people and dirt bikes and pounds and seconds. And so we're going to decide today which one of those word problems would still work with 4 and 400s. Like you can't have 4 and 400s people. So right. So dollars. Have to change her. Right. Yeah, but the dollars. And they, I mean, they picked seconds and they picked pounds. Cool. So we have a lot that we can use. I think you should feel proud of yourself. That well, sounds good. Well, I can only say it's because I hear you in yes. my ear. Yes. <laughs> I hope everyone hears me in their ear out there. Do a task. Do a task. <laughs> Even though I know it's hard, y'all. It's hard. You need to put out a spoken word album that they can like play or pull up on their phone <laughs> and just like a like a, a um, like a audio book. Yeah. Have it playing in their ear while they're working on stuff. Or the little just... staples button. Yeah. That was easy. Yeah. Do a task. Yeah. Do a task. <laughs> Do a task. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> All right. Well, today, so today, th- Ruth, thanks for sharing that. That was good. Yes. Um, so my goal today is to share three resources that I have found that maybe you haven't heard of that just seem to be pretty dang awesome. And then two things that I tried why are you laughing at me already? I'm just thinking, what if you had brought a whole list of tasks that were meh. that were sucky? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't suck, but you know, they're just okay. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> these are great. And two things I tried this week that worked well that I haven't. I don't think I've told you about yet. Okay, so let's just dive in. Um, the first one is I. So I have a standing meeting with. One little guy, um, he's a fifth grader, and he's pretty great. And we needed, this is a Zoom meeting, um, and I needed to, we've been been doing those um, escape room type things for a while, and two things made me want to do something different. One was that I didn't have time to make the next one in the amount of time that I had to get ready, (laughs) and because it takes quite a bit of time. And the second thing being, um, he has recently taken a quarter assessment and he didn't do so hot. And so it was a good time to do like have some one-on-one remediation, trying to like go over the kinds of problems that he missed. So Ruth and I ran and I was like, help me out. I got to think of something. I have zero time to get it ready today. Um, and we talk, I was thinking about the, of this clue game that we, Ruth and I have both used from, you know, it's probably like. 15 years old yeah right? it's, it's crazy <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's it's on a um it's in a powerpoint and it's way huge so that wasn't going to work for this setting on zoom with his you know slow internet with the inter- um chromebook so I, I just went to jamboard and i i don't really love the like who killed somebody with the weapon and all that i you know i i like to steer clear of that so my story that when i do this in the classroom or whatever is always Somebody stole chili, and chili is our mascot. And so we have to figure out who stole chili, when they stole chili, and where they put chili. Um, so why why is that funny? The whole, you know, you said chili, and I thought, first I thought the food. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, you that's silly. <laughs> and then I went to the country, and I was like, this is like a, a episode of Where in the World's Carmen San Diego, because she stole the whole country of chili. And, and so all I can see... Is you with your big red Carmen San Diego hat still in chili? <laughs> okay, chili is a dragon. Ready? Okay, you got it. Picture now. Chili's a dragon. Yeah, I got and it. And we have these little like 
stuffed animal things that get passed around for spirit week or whatever. Um, so all I did was put, um, use Jamboard and I'm going to share this document and, and I'll kind of clean it up for you. Um, but you should put a picture of chili. Okay. I will. Good. Cause it says who stole chili. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And you, you have to wonder what kind of chili are we talking about? Um, I put four um, sticky notes for the people that could have stolen ch- chili. And then now I'm going to laugh every time I say chili. Four sticky notes on Jamboard of where and four sticky notes of when. And I showed my student, hey, this is what happened. And one of these is true. Um, but we got to figure out which one. So then we flipped to the next slide. And just like in the real game, one of each one of those has been moved over to the side and covered up. And now all of the old sticky notes are mixed up and covered up with other um, blank sticky notes. So it's all, it kind of is meant to look like, um, oh, they're not blank. They have a question mark on them because I couldn't do it. You couldn't add a blank one. Um, they're, they are meant to look like you're, you would like flip the card over, but really you just have to reveal it. So anyway, then I just literally snipped the questions from the um quarter assessment that he missed and put them on the following slides so like slide three is his first question that he missed Mm. and he he's sharing his screen we talk through it and it's really great because we can both write on that jam board together as we're trying to like talk about it um and he solved it and then he was a once he got it right and i said yes he was able to go back to slide two move one of the question marks and and no, okay, that person didn't steal chili. We, we struggled a little bit with the like, oh, it's this person. But no, it's the one you can't see. You know, it took him a while to get that. Well, so that's never really Clue. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that, Jay, because I feel like Clue was a game I just grew up playing. Yeah. And so you say, hey, today we're going to play Clue. And 30 minutes later, I've told you how to play Clue. Now I have to te- yeah. teach you how to play math. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and he, it was kind of funny because he like... Oh, it's not that one. And he just like quickly moved another one. He was he was moving more than one at a time. I was like, no, 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 no. you get one. You got to answer <laughs> another question. You get one. But it turned out good that in an hour, a couple of times he accidentally moved two because we wouldn't have had time to do nine whole questions, oh. you know. Um, so here's the really fun part. I had got really gone and taken Chili from the kindergarten class and put him in the um, gym. I asked the gym teacher ahead of time. And so at the end, we had figured out it was the principal at lunch who stole chili and put him in the gym. And so I, I pulled myself up and said, we got to we got to find him, you know, and, and I was sort of walking around and then we saw him, uh, you know, high, high up. That's awesome. And then, there he is. So we were and we took him back to the kindergarten class. It here's the thing. Like, we had to go over those problems. You got to do it in some way. And this was just the right amount of dorky motivation that we needed to get through it. Yeah. It Sometimes was cool. you need the the cheese, the, yeah. che- the cheesy, funny, you know, it makes it. Yeah. You can. Oh, it's I like it gives you, you a chance to laugh that. at yourself <clears throat> and you kind of drop your walls. and. Yeah. What were we going to say, Ruth? Uh, he just said sometimes you just need the cheese. And I really, really contemplated oh. not doing cut the cheese this year because I just don't know if I can handle it. And doggone it, I just did it. Jay's, so oh you you it's coming Monday. Okay, like I good. sent the email and said we were gonna do it today, but we're not ready to yeah. do that. So 
Way to speak it into existence, there Jay. We go. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, just you just need it. You just need it. Sometimes you just need the cheese. I think that's our title. You remember, we, now we don't have to think of it. I got to put in another title. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll share it and feel free to edit it with people that match your at your school and your places and your... your um... So I just have a tech question. Okay. This is, this is really good because it's on Jamboard and you're doing it virtually. Is that kind of true? Yes. Okay. What do you mean? Well, because if I were going to try to use something like this in my classroom setting, mm -hmm. I, first of all, I don't think this is enough for my class to last an hour because we usually answer more questions than this. Okay. So, yeah. I just was looking at it compared to the one I already used. Yeah. How many, how many clues do you have to go through? So we go through... Like 12? Five. So 15. Five oh, in each category. Okay. Yeah. And I have, I mean, my, my game has 50 questions in it, but they're not all, I mean, some of them are just basic. As soon yeah. as you see it, you know it. I think of. you could just as easily, if you wanted to avoid the whole having to use PowerPoint because it's a pain in the rear end, you mm -hmm. could um, just add more sticky notes going across. You know, you could still okay. use this format. Yep. Okay. Oh, I know what my last thing I needed to say. At the end when we got to the, oh, we, we know where he is. Let's go find him. It, you, I think that probably like my voice level, the excitement was coming through. And so in comes his little brother and little sister. And they're like glued to the screen like, what's going to happen? They, it was so fun well, how they funny. how they came in. So you, you have like a you have a chili doll, like the stuffed animal that yeah. you actually got to go place. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's cool because, you know, you can, you know, it gets them interested, but when they actually get to to go see the thing or to. Okay, here's, okay, here's the for real best part is that I told, so the principal Your was. best part is not best, Jay. Yeah. Here's the real best yeah. part. Yeah. Well, I was saying that to me because okay. I, I was, I think I might have said the, the brother and sister, but um, so I told the principal about this like about this game that we had played and I was like so if you see him today you stole chili and you know if he mentions it to you, you th this is what I'm talking about and so she actually saw him and was like I heard you found chili she brought it up and like what a cool, that cool. connection that she made there so well done okay moving on um, the next one that we're going to share is multiplication by heart which is um, a tool on the Mathagon website and um, I did a little research because I had no idea what was up here. But Mathagon is one of those sites that looks so good that I keep thinking, okay, when am I going to have to pay? Like, when am I going to hit the paywall? And I can't get, you know, oh, this this is what's not allowed, you know, for the free version. I don't think there's anything. I think it's literally um, a, a free site. I poked around on all the information pages, like the who and the press release and stuff. And it um, said it was start. It's a London based ed tech startup um, that raised half a million dollars to create this, this online resource. They're calling it um, something like an interactive textbook, I think textbook of the future. Um, and it was started in December, 2019. And it just keep, keeps getting better. If you've seen Pallypad that is on this same website, but there's so much here to explore. I was like kind of researching this morning, um, poking around, and Trip was behind me, like, "Ooh, that's cool! Oh man, can we try this this weekend? Whoa, look at that!" You know, and I like 
dude, you can just go get on the computer right now and try it. He, so he was up there learning about conic sections and ellipses and he goes <laughs> hyperbolas and super hyperbolas. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> wow, man. Um, so, and he, he was like actually reading it, you know, the and then doing the activity. So there's That's a awesome. lot to explore here. So, so I, go ahead. Yeah, I was just talking to my teacher neighbor and her daughter is in third grade this year and she is really struggling with multiplication and she's like I used to teach math I really feel like I need to you know do something what should I do and so we kind of talked about strategies but this would be a great thing for her to practice because the cards like show the pictures exactly yeah so so when you go into the multiplication by heart which we'll link directly to that one it's using images that are created um, from Math for Love, which is Dan Finkel, Prime Climb, all that's connected. Um, so it's like, I guess he sort of loaned the Prime Climb images and things. Um, Multiplication by Heart is also a um, Kickstarter and that they've created. So anyway, um, it's, it's virtual flashcards, I think is the best way to call it. But there's a lot of thought that went into the order that they're presented in. And you, if you are logging in as a student, you can only go so far each day. So it's not like overkill of doing too many at a yeah, time. Yeah, I already got cut off. Yeah, okay. So there's a way to way to fix that. I'll okay. tell everybody. Um, but so the first deck starts out with just groups. like and, and so it's sort of making you think repeated addition. And then the next deck is arrays. And then the third deck, I think I'm getting this right. The third deck uses the prime climb, um, like prime C- factors, circle, thing. circle things. Um, there's there's just so much good here to point out. But if you want to um, skip ahead, if you click on the gear for the settings and instructions and you scroll down, it gives you some jumping choices. Oh, jump to deck too. Yeah. So the shuffle mode... Um, mixes up all the decks and but it doesn't save any progress the skip one day so if you hit the um if you hit the spot that says you've practiced enough come back tomorrow the skip one day would let you do your next 15 or 20 or whatever um jump to deck two puts you on the whole next deck so i think if i was if i was sitting down with a kid and i was like practicing with them and i they needed some more you'd want to skip one day instead of skip jumping to the deck because it does like low low number problems first and then the next day it would have the same deck but okay. harder problems so the second mm-hmm. deck is like um base 10 blocks arranged in is that a raise is that what a you raise. Said? okay yeah uh-huh yeah um, oh, i thought you said ray like a number line. Uh, no. Okay. Arrays. Arrays. Yep. Gotcha. Um, so you would, yeah, you would, you would want to skip one day. Jumping to deck two is just what you would do so you could kind of see what's up. Um, and here, I'll tell you one more thing, then I will see if anybody has any comments or questions. But um, you, they've recently added the ability for teachers to look at students' progress. And I'm like, I don't even know you could log into this website. So if you log in, like up at the top, there's a login. It was no effort at all. You literally just log in with your Google account. Um, and then if you click back on yourself, once you've logged in, you can go to um, account settings. JK. You can go to teach. I don't know. One of those buttons at the top gave me a choice to turn myself into a teacher account. 
So it's sort of like you log in, you're a student, and then you on the account settings, you change yourself to a teacher account. And then it wasn't hard. I poked around and found out how to create a class. I got a code um, from that. And then I shared it with Trip. I wanted to see how hard it was. I shared that code with him in an email. And he logged in with um, with Google. And then he just had to find the spot where you enter your teacher's code. And so now he's in there and I I can click on my class in the teacher dashboard and I can see that he's made some progress in the circles and pie assignment <laughs> under graphs and networks and uh, conic sections. <laughs> well, you know, he... So he hmm, I feel like this might be exactly what I need for my students who are finished early. Yeah. You know, like, just go log into Mathagon and, and pick something you want to know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's courses. So there are the activities, which is where, like, the polypad is, and there's exploding dots, and there's origami, and there's multiplication by heart, tangrams. But the courses is where he was poking around, and there's um, foundations, which is says it's six, grades six through eight. Like I'm seeing divisibility in primes. Oh, okay. So there's like, it's looking to me. I wonder if you can't proceed through them. I don't know. I see the ability to click on divisibility in primes, but I can't click on fractions yet. Okay. So that's what I was looking at. And I was trying to figure out if it's because I hadn't figured out how to become a teacher yet. I'm, I'm going to guess, I don't know, but I'm going to guess that they don't have it made yet. Like okay. this is their textbook that they're trying to fill out, you know, as they okay. go. That's, that's just my guess. If somebody knows differently, tell us. So, y'all, there's a lot to poke around here. But I think that the um, multiplication by heart is an easy way to get started. It's something you can share with families with that takes no effort, you know, to, to do, um, to pra- a way to practice at home. And the, the, the way that makes this better than something like Reflex, which is an online way to practice, um, facts is multiplication facts is that Mm -hmm. there's no time as far as i can tell and there's no there's models like that's the missing problem with reflex is there's no models well and i just saw the like i went to jump to day three where it was the prime factor things and the the problem was four times four but underneath it it showed you the model for two times eight which is having a doubling and I will say that confused me the first time I saw it. Yeah. I was like, whoa, what what, what problem am I answering? Mm-hmm. Because it, sh- it gives you, it writes out the problem, then it shows you, <clears throat> you know, the I guess the prime climb circles at the top. Yeah. But then it also manipulates it so it's either half and doubled or, or, or changes it. Yeah. And I don't know the prime climb circles from, it's not like something I've seen enough. I've played the game a few times, but not enough to like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. And so it threw me and then you know after you go on it 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 made sense but i was thinking ruth how in your class you could skip to deck three move ahead till you get to a cool one snip a picture of it and use that as a great number talk like what are all the things we see here you know right um especially to like move ahead with your having and doubling because that's what's going on in a lot of those pairs so what's across the bottom it says box a b c d e and memory I'm going to admit I haven't figured that part out. I was watching, and the first, I, I've now done all three decks while you guys okay. were talking, so okay. I didn't hear much of that last part, because yeah. I was rocking Mathagon. <laughs> um, but I 
really like you. You're funny. <laughs> it would move like it started. Everything was in box A, and then it would move into box. Then the numbers would be in box B. I didn't pay attention early on to know if it was always the case, but here the last one I was watching. So it's almost like you're done with box one, and this I guess maybe tomorrow they're going to start with box two, which may be a little more advanced or a little more complex, but the same format. This time I intentionally missed one to see, and now there's one left over in box A. It's like, well, this, this donkey doesn't know what two times four is, so we're going to have to bring that one back okay. tomorrow. All right. Well, so here's – I don't really know, yeah. but here's a guess. Um, and this is pulling back to Patty West, who was our math specialist that I first learned from. She talked about how, like, if you're going to do – there's science behind, like, flashcards and, like, the learning of them. And you need to be particular about which ones you practice. And I'm I'm wondering if, like, as you do it a second time, it moves into box B. And as you do it – as you get it right a third time, it's in C, D, E. And then it's landed in your memory ones. And you're going to practice more of – you're going to – you know, the, pra- the idea behind the practice is that you do some that you already know and then you do some that you don't know each gotcha. day. And I bet it's sort of keeping track and it's like moving them further towards memory the more times you get them right. So if I were really, you know, messing up like a half of these, then tomorrow it would it would give me some of the ones that I – already knew and then go back and work work heavily on the ones that I messed up yesterday. That's my guess. Ruth, are, do you know anything else? So I'm reading on this settings page Imagine. and it says we used space reputate, repetition to ensure that you re-remember facts that you were about to forget at the optimal time to plant them firmly in your long-term memory. Every day we pick 30 cards for you to solve. Some are new and some you've never seen before. So I think you're right on. <laughs> cool that they pay attention to the ones that you get or don't get. So Some may be new and some you have seen before. Because if some are new and some you've never seen before, that's the same oh. thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I probably misread that for sure. <laughs> this is cool. A yeah, lot of, it's like deceivingly um, simple. Is that the right way to say it? Like it mm-hmm. seems super simple, but there's a lot of thought into what's happening here. That's yeah, cool. It's very well done. And, you know, even just the, the colors and the ease of use, the simplicity of the screen. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Yeah. Well done, Math Gone and Math for Love. We're fans. Yep. Okay. Um, moving on. Math Fact Fluency. So we have a whole episode where we talked about the Jennifer Bay Williams and Gina Kling. Sorry if I forgot the third author. Um, Math Fact Fluency book. Um, and so we'll link to that in the show notes where we did that with some teachers um, and admin from Ruth's school. Um, but remember, Ruth, when we were in that, I was like, somebody needs to make all the resources that go with right. this joker. And your school did a good job of of making some things for, for teachers to use, what they called evergreen games that can work all the time. Um, and a team of coaches at my division, we we started tackling that this past very beginning of the summer. It kind of fizzled out after a while. Um, but daggone if somebody didn't do it and did it really well. <laughs> so that's what we're going to share. There's a um, a website from oh, KCM. Yeah. Kentucky, and- Kentucky Center for Mathematics, KCM. And ASCD, University of Louisville, and NCTM. It appears that they all kind of work together. ASCD is who has the copyright copyright on it, but I also believe she wrote the. That's who published the book. Um, but what they have done is created um, 
a companion website, Math Fact Fluency companion website, and it says you'll find about 40% of the games and assessment tools found within the book here ready to use. They have, um, in most cases, there's a word a PDF format, a word format, and then Jamboard format. Jamboard. Yeah. So, Jay, maybe this question is for you. Good. When I went virtual last year, Jamboard was not included because my school hadn't purchased it. Has Google Classroom changed that, or is it still something your school has to purchase for you to be able to use? I think it's less of a purchase and more of a turn that feature on. Or oh. en- enable that feature. I don't think I don't think it's an extra purchase for the school system. I think okay. they have the um, the they have the option to enable features, and it may be that it is not enabled automatically. It could be that if your school's um, you know, Google domain for education or Google for education domain mm-hmm. was created a while back, it didn't turn itself on. I'm not I'm not really sure about okay. how you make it accessible, but. It has um, the features have built out a lot in the last year or so, and I actually read yesterday there's a new um, a new update revision coming where you can add backgrounds, so you could put in like different graph paper or different charts or something cool. behind the pages, um, hmm. because you there it and I will say that this it is tricky. Um, the app is different if you're using it on a desktop. Well, back up. This this is true as of March or April that there are slightly different features if you're using it on a desktop or a laptop versus an iPad. Um, and so, some things that I had learned it on one and then went to the other can find it or you know. So it wasn't absolutely the same across platforms. I'm sh- I'm sure they're trying to get it as close as they can. But some things you can you know are easier to do on a computer or easier to on a on an iPad. Um, but they are, they are still working to, to build that out. Um, and I think it'd be cool to add, you know, add some background chart papers or graph papers or something that you can, can build on. I guess I'll just have to go back and check it out. I tried to check it out the, you know, in the spring when I was home and I haven't gone back to Jamboard since then. So I have just, a yeah. I have a colleague across the state um, from my class, my courses who was in the same boat, you know, back when all this first started and we were like, what kind of whiteboard can we use? I was like, Jamboard, Jamboard, Jamboard. And it and she kept saying, I can't it doesn't work. I can't get to it. Mm-hmm. And it was that same thing. Her school system didn't have it turned on. And now they do. So, um, OK. Are you saying yeah, you still don't know if it works for your kids or not? I still don't know. Okay. I haven't tried. Yeah. I just yeah. knew it didn't then. Um, so, I, you know, there's a lot here and it's really well done. Um, it, I feel like if you are are looking for a game to practice fluency, you can probably find something here that you can use. Um, well, I found one even that had um, a video that like an explanation video had a play and it was that was really well done. So this is this is a treasure trove, especially if you have the book and you already kind of know what you're looking for, where to yeah. go. Um, cool. So thanks for this. Those I'm, I'm sure this was a lot of work to put together because we tried and we didn't get anywhere close <laughs> to this. Um, okay. So next is um, Steve Wyborny, which you may know from any multitude of places like um, Esta Mysteries or Estimation Clipboard or Splat or the he's got some um, hundreds chart stuff. Anything else I'm you can't you can think of Ruth that I haven't named? No, Splat's 
where I that's what I use for. Yeah. But um, so just makes super cool number sense kind of stuff. And I'm not sure what mo- what you know. Sp- well, he I'll I'll read it. And at the top of this post that he's um, made called "New Estimistries and Number Sense Resources Every Day for the Rest of the School Year." starting in November. Dude, that's awesome. So he wrote, um, I know this is really challenging and we're all exhausted. This post is my way of providing support and encouragement as well as bringing math joy to your classroom. I'm going to stick with you all year long. And I don't know how I got on this, um, his mailing list, but I get every day I get an email from him where he's posted like sort of an update of here's what's new on the site. And he's posting something every single day. Um, so every Monday he's got a new estimation clipboard, which is good for any grade levels. Tuesday, he's got an estimistory for kindergarten and another one for grades one through two. And Wednesday is estimistory for grades one through three. Thursday is an estimistory for grades three through eight. And Friday, it says it's a brand new mystery number sense resource. So I think it's like one of the things he already does. He's sort of putting out a new one for whatever that might be, splat or something. Um so I'm going to say estimation clipboard was new to me. And so I thought we could walk through one so people know what that is. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So if you want to follow along with us as we talk through this, we are on. So you just go to that post and he puts the newer weeks at the top. And we're going to open up the one that's from Monday, November 2nd called estimation clipboard 41. And it's a so y'all go ahead and open it. Um, it's a PowerPoint and you have to. All of his, most of his things are made in PowerPoint. I think they can be easily formatted over into Google Slides if you need them to be. But to work, you have to actually put them in present mode. Um, so he gives you, are you there, Jay Prophet? Okay. He gives you instructions on how to do it, but I, and, and I'm going to say, what? Oh, <laughs> Jay put it on our screen, our podcast screen. Okay. Yeah. You can do that if you want to. Or, I don't care. Um, all right. So what we're looking at is uh, when you get to the first slide with an image, keep going. Pass the instructions. Keep going, Jay Prophet. There we go. We're looking at a... Wait. Yep. Are those packing peanuts or earplugs? I don't know, Ruth. What do you think? Uh, it's. I don't know. I'll describe what we're seeing. Is that a shot glass or a drinking glass? <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely. Oh. <laughs> if it's a shot glass, they could be earplugs. If it's a drinking glass, there may be elephant earplugs. I don't know. It's, it's got to be packing peanuts. It's a clear glass. We should describe what we're saying. We see a clear glass, and then there are yellow and green cylindrical, foamy shaped Nuggets. things. <laughs> and it's either packing peanuts or earplugs. What do you think? What do you think, Ruth? I think they're packing peanuts. Yeah, that's what I saw when I when I saw them. Okay, so what we're going to do is estimate how many we see here. How many do you think are in the glass, everybody? Everybody who's talking on this podcast. Like out loud? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Jay Prophet's really looking. He's like bending his head to the side. 26. All right. right. Jay Prophet says 26. Come on, Ruth. What's your Ooh. estimate? Um, 33. Okay, not too far. All right, go ahead and click forward, Jay Prophet. All right, so it gives you little prompts in case the teacher is not. It's just foam pieces. Oh, still tell me. Okay, how many foam? Keep going. And then I like this. It bum, he bum. he puts on a, a line that says the reveal, which I think is like, hey, don't click unless you're ready for it. <laughs> the you answer's know, it, next. Yeah, it's a good teacher like stopping point. Okay, go ahead and reveal. Oh dang! It is thirty-eight pieces. Thirty-eight. Okay, so now go ahead and click forward. Now what we're seeing, click one more time. 
a new cup has appeared. Well, a new a new image has appeared beside that. This is the whole clipboard idea is that we've got like two estimation pictures beside. And it's the same glass. It's the same pieces. But now there are less in the glass. Hmm. So am I supposed to guess again? You are. You're supposed to estimate. 28. Oh, dang. You could say the 30. same. 30. Okay, they say 28 and 30. All right, so go ahead, click ahead. Again, it gives you the, the little reveal. reveal so you know not to click. Oh. Ruthless closer. Ah, no, it's <laughs> no. it's not. A, okay, so it's, let, let's point out. It's now not it's about, a competition. It's really. not about being right. It's not a competition. <laughs> um, I should have, if I had been a better teacher, this is the first time ever doing it with people, I should have asked you, why do you think it's 27? So I'll ask you to um, justify your explanation this time. All right, so we're seeing a third image. It's down even further. And what do you think? 22. Hmm. 21. I thought she was going to, the price is right me. Yeah. 23. (laughs) All right. Who wants to justify why you said. Ooh, there's a pencil on this one. Right. So that's to remind the teacher, a little pencil showed up. That's to remind the teacher to get the kids to write down their answer. I'm forgetting what else you said about that. Hold on. Um. It says partly, be- oh, it's because then I think you're supposed to write, I'm getting confused. At some point, you're supposed to write it down and then get with the partner and talk about your estimation. And so maybe that's supposed to be the fourth image. But okay. anyway, he wants you to write, there's all, there's detailed instructions. I'm not doing it justice. So why did somebody justify their reason? I'm just looking between estimate? the second picture and the third picture, and I can kind of see it's almost like a top layer has been taken off or so. Okay. And I'm just guessing, you know, by looking at it, sorry estimating <laughs> um, by looking at it about how many pieces are in that top layer. Okay. Ruth, you want to justify your estimate? I used my fingers to measure the distance from the top foam piece to the top foam piece in the second and then saw that it was just a tiny bit more away. So kind of the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a great activity for students to like Everybody thinks it's so great to give kids a jar of jelly beans and say, guess how many? Mm. And then math teachers are like, what in the world? How are they so far off? Yeah. But this is just great practice to really think about what makes sense. And and so. then giving you references to go back to. Um, mm-hmm. That's the, 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 the repeated, the repetition of this is what's cool. Okay, James. Right. And even just the whole, like, if you're, you know, doing this in a K-2 the fact that there's less means your number has to be smaller, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Th- yeah. It's it's uh, easily differentiated based on what what kind of knowledge mm-hmm. you've got. All right. Keep going, Jay Prophet. All right. We reveal that it is. 20, oh, 21. Look at that. <sighs> I'm not playing anymore. Jay's getting real upset. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One more. How many do you think it is? Oh, Wait. Let me dang. Let me explain what we're seeing this time. So. From image one to two, it decreased. From image two to three, it decreased. Now image four, it went back up, and it's right at the top of the glass. And I think he he has repacked the glass every time because I'm looking for patterns in the pieces, and they're not there. Look at you. Mm -hmm. Because I was looking to see, like, did he just pull six out, or did he repack it? Because I don't see a pattern from glass to glass. Um, I wonder if that's intentional. Well, I think it would keep you from, like, okay, like really visually analyze it and say, okay, this one's gone and like, this one's gone. Out and which this one's ones gone. he took. Yeah. Cool. Good thinking. Okay. How many is this? 34. 30. Mm, 32. 
Well, it must be 32. <laughs> it's got a pencil again. Oh, we split it. 33. Well done, y'all. This is a cool resource. I might use this today. I, I do lunch duty um, in a fifth grade class, and I've been using the Esta Mystery ones, um, but I might try this today because that was cool. Um, any thoughts? Any more thoughts anybody wants to add to it? There's just so many resources, like maybe just a little bit more encouragement for teachers who are feeling like just survive, just survive. Mm-hmm. This is something that is done and is quality and would still engage your students and you could do it and you could survive. You know, like I wouldn't feel like I had just given up if I said, today we're just going to talk about estimating and look at these pictures and have these conversations. Because when I'm in the moment and I'm having math conversations, I love it. It's just sometimes the like, oh, I wonder if they're going to you know, remember this after Thanksgiving or remember this after winter break. It's just kind of like a, I don't know. Anyways, just there's lots of cool stuff. And if, well, because of our podcast, it's all in one place. Go click on a link and. (laughs) I like this one. It's, it is simple. It's not, it's not a complicated thing. You have to open up or go to a website and start an account. Not that, you know, not that today we've seen complicated things, but sometimes it'd be, it's, it can be more work. And it's also simple enough to inspire you to try to make one because really guys, that was four photographs. And if you know how to take pictures on your phone and use PowerPoint, you could, you know, expand it and makes, you know, take it to the next step. Or, you know, if you need several um, examples on the same level, you could make some other ones. And, and, and I think this is something that's, man, that's easy. I could do that. It's just a glass and a, and a camera and PowerPoint. Yeah. And think if we're on 41, there's there's tons there if you're not yeah. ready to make them. Yeah. Um, I'll just put on a plug, a real quick explanation of the Esta Mysteries, if you've never used those. Um, it works similarly in that you start with seeing some container of interesting objects, and you're supposed to estimate how many there are. And then you give, um, you reveal one clue at a time that eliminates some possible answers. Um so maybe uh, I'm looking at one that's showing up there. The answer the answer includes the digit seven is one of the, f- the first clues that I see. So then you know that it either has to. So then you can talk about with students or hope to get them to talk about. Okay, it has to either be in the 70s or it has to be 27, 37, 47, 57 like that. Um, he's recently added some. I haven't checked it out. I haven't looked at them yet. But he's recently added some where there's some way to keep track with like a um, hundreds chart because teachers have asked for that um, addition. Um, so then the second clue says the answer is an odd number. And so now we know we could eliminate all of the even 70s, right? The answer is less than 75. And so you can see that each time it's eliminating some numbers. The next one says the answer is not equal to 25 plus 25 plus 7. So it's not 57. That's cool. And then the last one says, look at the die. The answer does not include the digits one, two, or three. So at each step, I, I've been, um, as I, I've, I've been doing this in small classes with like five or six kids. I actually did one with Tripp's class on the last day before we got out. Um, and I've been writing each kid's name 
and writing their estimate. And then each time we get a clue where their estimate cannot no longer be that number, we cross it out and write their new estimate or their new number. Um, and it's led to some really cool conversations. Anybody want to say anything? I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's great. Yep. Takes basically no prep on your part and the conversations mm -hmm. are really rich. Um, so thank you, Steve Wyborny, for. Thank you, Steve Wyborny. Yeah. Yeah. For encouraging teachers every day. So if you want him to, to, to encourage you every day, sign up for his um, email and he'll send it to you every day right there in your inbox ready to go. Where you get your emails. Yeah, you'd be a smart aleck. All right. <laughs> Finally, um, this, I'm just going to share one more thing that worked this week. It's called the 10 Doors Game. I was, I sent out an email. <laughs> this is kind of a desperate email. Hey, I've got some free time. Um, can I come in your class and do anything? <laughs> Basically what my email said. I, you know, I'm one of my smart goals is to, in, to increase my coaching interactions. You know, I do a lot of research. I do a lot of prep of things. I share resources, but I want to get in teachers' classrooms, you know, working with them in more coaching relationship kind of opportunities. And so you got to stick your foot out there to get that to happen. Um, so I sent a, a a desperate email. Anybody want help from this time to this time? And I got a I got a taker. I got two takers actually. Um, and so the teacher said, "Yeah, come and work with a student. This is in second grade. Come work with a student who could use a challenge, um, and work on addition and subtraction of two digit numbers." And so I went to the what What do you do? I went to the Mitt Boss and on Twitter and searched, and I came upon something from Jonathan Edmonds from 2018 that looked cool. <laughs> and it was um, a, a game he'd made up called 10 Doors. And um, he was practicing it with addition and subtraction within 24. But I edited it to um, be within, well, any two-digit numbers adding together. So I'm going to quickly try to explain what's happening. You've got, he's got just an image of 10 doors um, on a piece of paper. And I, I printed it out and stuck it in a um, dry erase packet so that they could, so we could write over top of them and then reuse it. And I'm going to talk about how I changed the game a little bit. I got out two place value dice. I have these big place value foam dice and they're 10-sided. So one has... Um, all the ten, multiples of 10 from 0 to 90, I guess. Yeah. And the other one has the single digit numbers, 0 to 9, and or the single digits. And and I um, actually put them in a tub, a clear tub, because I hate those jokers rolling all over the floor in the desk. Um, so put them in a clear tub. You shake them. That gives you a two-digit number, like, because you add your 10s oh, yeah, gotcha, and gotcha. your 1s. It's kind of like expanded form. So you would get 97, and then you shake it again, get another number, 45. And you can choose to add or subtract at that point. So most kids are probably going to start with addition. You get your sum, and then you place that number, your sum or your difference, somewhere on a door. But and they're right now they're not labeled, so you place it on a number, on one door. So that's a big number, and uh, you know compared to your tr um, all the possible choices. So you'd probably put it somewhere to the left. Kind of like if you've ever played Racco, where you're trying to get the numbers in order from least to greatest. So then you roll your next one, you add or subtract, and you think about where should I place that number. The goal being, every time you get a sum or difference, being able to place it on a door 
so that your numbers keep going in ascending order without having a time where you roll something and you can't place a number. So you're trying to like get them spaced down enough that you've got a place to put. But each time you can choose what operation you use. Right. You you know, hopefully it could be able to finagle something. Yeah. Yeah. Around there. And if you get, if you have three times that you can't place your number, or either the sum or the difference, then that's a strike. Or no, if you have a time where you can't place a number, that's a strike. And then if you get three strikes, it's like the game beat you kind of thing. Any questions about the game? The game beat you. No, I think it's, yeah. I, oh, I just keep thinking of all these things. Like, what if I had this video that showed how to play this game? And if you need something else to do in math class because the person beside you is trying to figure out how to multiply 300 times seven and yeah. you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get out your, get out this paper and play this game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just a little, stuff. a little hint that worked well, um, I mean, there was all kinds of things I can say about playing the game with this kid, but I want to tell you one thing. I think I was a tiny bit worried, and so was the teacher, that the game was going to be complicated, like the right. placing of the doors. And so what I tried to do in 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 um, uh, expectation of that or whatever, um, anticipating that, that's the word, is that I played it myself before I ever even got to the kid, I played it myself and I recorded my numbers that I rolled on a note card and I showed my operation and I showed my answer and I played it all the way through, but I was recording my turns on a note card. And so as I was explaining the game to the kid, I wasn't going through and solving them. I already had all the problem solved that I did and I was asking him to practice placing the numbers. So here, this first one is 79. Where do you think we might put 79? And he put it pretty far. Gotcha. He, he just automatically put it pretty far to the left and then, okay, here's the next answer I got. 35. Where do you think that should go? And he did a good job of like placing it kind of halfway between the other one and, you know, right. he wasn't being super um, strategic. strategic but enough that he would i was getting that he was understanding the game okay yeah but he, you weren't actually rolling i was like how did you get it to roll pre-planned numbers no i was just i had written on note cards like my first 10 turns gotcha. and so um he got to practice the placing of the numbers before he ever had to do the thinking of the addition and subtraction cool so that would be a hint if like if you were going to teach the game to one kid or your class yeah. <sighs> So I just have one really quick thing when I clicked on it because you tweeted about your 10 doors game and Janice Novikowski just shared a um, advent calendar made by Enrich Maths Uh and it's just Christmas ornaments with numbers hanging and you click on it and it's 24 different activities from Enrich. Cool. So I feel like sometimes I'm overwhelmed at Enrich trying to figure out which one to do, but it's so cool that they've just kind of picked it out for you. Yeah. Um, and we can link it. it. The actual calendar is there on Enrich. They call it primary, which sometimes I click on their primary activities and I'm like, what in the yeah. world? This is hard for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, just something else really cool that because I clicked yeah. on your link, I'd Math, I'm going to tell you that Mathagon has it has one too. Um, there's this oh, called okay. Puzzle Calendars, and it says it'll be revealed every day at 9 a.m. 
GMT. That must be, I don't know what. Greenwich Mean Time. Okay. Every day in December, solutions are available the following day. So I haven't I haven't assessed the difficulty of those questions ba- based on the hmm. fact that like everything we saw so far was for secondary. My guess is that these are going to be harder. Where is that, Tracy? Right. Um, Mathagon.org/puzzles. I just went to the search button and hit puzzle. Me too. And- <laughs> I searched Advent under in Mathagon because I had heard that there was something like that or seen. Y'all. If you were looking for something creative, this is the episode. I just was going to say there is a whole lot in this episode, like so many takeaways. Do you want to highlight um, one? Um, <laughs> you get one takeaway. Am I going to be accountable wisely. for that? Like, <laughs> I, yeah. Just to be encouraged. I think we're going to do S to Mysteries today because we are doing an Advent in our classroom, but it's more just a decimal review because we didn't do very well well in our projects so anyways i yes good jay prophet what's your takeaway um i don't know i think a lot of these were these are tools that are um easy to get to get going um they're not they don't take a lot of prep they don't take a lot of i mean some you you can prep more than others or you can spend more time prepping for them like in mathicon logging in and, and creating an account but you could also just you know, click on this and go do this for, you know, real quick and do something. And, or, or the, um, was that an estimistry, the, the PowerPoint or was it? The one we did was a estimation clipboard. Okay. So that thing, you know, like I said, that was very easy to get and run in. It's easy to launch it and, and run it because all you have to have is PowerPoint and hit the right arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's also inspiring to make your own, but, but going back to Mathagon, you know, it's it's a very simple presentation, and it's some good stuff. And, um, yeah, I'm, I think these are – I'm not a math teacher, and I probably won't use many of these, but they are they are definitely interesting. I'm going to go through and, and see if I'm smarter than, than these puzzles. On the on the puzzle calendar? Yeah, and they also have three back years, so you can look at, you know, yeah. there's a whole bunch if you need more than what you've got today. Awesome. I think my takeaway – is that I wouldn't know about any of these things had I not been on Twitter. And I know we we might beat that, you know, to we, we say that a lot, but um, that's really the case here. And so I feel like one of my roles in my building is to let people know about these things that they don't know. Like, why else would you have fallen into any of these things and understood how cool they were? Um you know, you don't get them by searching. When you search the things that we're talking about, you're going to get dumb teacher pay teacher links, you know. So I want to keep sharing the cool stuff with the people that need it when they need yeah. it. Um, so you could do the same. <laughs> All right. If you have something that um, you've recently discovered that you think is an awesome resource, share it with us. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. And maybe we could feature it on a future episode. Boom. Or maybe you've created something you want to talk about. All right, Ruth, it's the weekend. I won't see you on a run, but maybe Monday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right. See All right. you on a run. Bye.